The Dan Bongino Show. Get ready to hear the truth about America with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joseph, how are you today? I'm a little tired of spending the night battening down the hatches on my pirate ship. But the other than that, I'm okay. <laughs> Just, dude, you cannot get this pirate. This guy with the kickers, he cannot get this pirate thing out of his head. <laughs> Yesterday was what? International uh, Intergalactic talk, Pirate yeah, Day? Speak like a pirate He's, day. Talk like, yeah. This is two days now. Arr. Two days, this guy with the... With the I was going to say go. something else. With the, let it go. With the, <laughs> let the pirate thing go. It's like uh, the lady from the Frozen song. Let it go. <laughs> yeah. Let it go. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, I got a lot of news. And also, I want to update you on a story that I told you a long time ago from some quality sourcing um, that has gotten lost in this, but it speaks volumes as to why the FBI is panicking about the text messages. If you're a listener to the show, you're going to figure out right away what's going on. You may actually remember when I discussed this. But again, I don't do this to pat myself on the back. I do it to let you know you're not wasting your time here. So uh, this is a cool story. Uh, Before we get to that, today's show brought to you by our buddies at Helix Sleep. I just got their mattress. Uh, It is incredible. Uh, You are not going to find a better mattress with less hassle for the price anywhere. It's incredible. They sent it to me. I have their pillow, their mattress now. I am all set. There's nobody on the planet like you, so why would you buy a generic mattress built for everyone else? Makes no sense. Helix Sleep built a sleep quiz that takes two minutes to complete, and they use the answers to match your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress. Why go to these mattress stores, spend 10 hours in there, take their two-minute sleep because you get the best mattress around? Whether you're a side sleeper or a hot sleeper like me, a plus your firm bed, you like that? With Helix, there's no more guessing or confusion. Just go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. I'm telling you, I have it. For couples, Helix can even split the mattress down the middle, providing individual support needs and feel preferences for each side. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free, but you'll love it. Don't even worry about it. Right now, Helix is offering up to $125 off all mattress orders. That's $125 off at Helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash Dan. HelixSleep.com slash Dan for $125 off your mattress order helixsleep.com slash Dan. Go, go there. You won't regret it. All right. A little while ago, Joe, you may recall this story. I told you about some sources and folks who were trying to get to the bottom of this, who were helping me out with regards to what was going on at the FBI, both in the Clinton case and the Trump case. Right, right. Now, you know I like to focus heavy on Spygate, but this is more of a generic mismanagement story that a lot of you will remember from the past. And the story was this. Jim Comey was, when he was at the FBI, almost a de facto, at times, part-time director. He would take off a lot. Remember this story, Joe? Yes. This is, by the way, folks, this is not me saying this. This is the source I have who, you know, let me run with the information. Obviously, I'm not going to say who or it wouldn't be a source. I'm not an investigative journalist, but I am a guy who appreciates facts. They told me this, and I haven't heard this anywhere else. Um, you have, if you listen again. Comey was kind of a part-time director. He would take a lot of time off, including a lot of Mondays and Fridays, making him effectively a uh, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday FBI director. You would think in a prominent position like that, uh, he would show up more often. Again, I, I'm telling you what's been relayed to me from people who were in the know. Not every week he'd take off, but there was a lot of time off. As a result of that, During the tenure where Andrew McCabe, Joe, was the deputy director, the number two, uh, he would be the guy uh, effectively in charge when Comey wasn't around. You tracking? Because this is important now. Because Andy McCabe's wife was running as a Democrat for a Virginia state Senate seat. Uh, He he obviously has ties in his family to the Democrat Party. His wife had also received money uh, from allies of Hillary Clinton in uh, in the form of Terry Terry McAuliffe, the Democrat governor of Virginia. So Andy McCabe, just think about this. The guy who's effectively running the FBI for significant portions of time where Comey's not around. His wife is a hardcore Democrat running with the support of Democrat money uh, from allies of Hillary Clinton while the FBI is investigating Hillary Clinton. Folks, I can't help you if you don't see the conflict here. Now, that's not news, okay? That is obviously an old story. Yeah. 
But again, if you don't see the conflict of interest there and the fact that Andy McCabe as the deputy director did not recuse himself to the case from the Hillary Clinton case up to the end, despite the fact that his wife was running as a Democrat and receiving money to people tied to the Clintons, I can't help you. Your your brain is just not functioning right. That's your problem, um, not mine. Please work that out in your own time. <laughs> Where is this going? So yesterday I'm watching Fox and Catherine Herridge comes out, who is an excellent reporter. And she says, hey, um, she's talking to, I think it was Harris Faulkner on Outnumbered Overtime. And they said, you know, the FBI is fighting back, Joe, uh, hard uh, behind the scenes to not have the text messages of Comey, McCabe and others um, exposed. And they're fighting back, you know, and they're fighting back under these umbrella, you know, sources and methods and all this other stuff, classified information stuff. And the text messages fall under that umbrella. Now, they're not specifically citing the text messages under that umbrella, but the umbrella they've been using for the other stuff, the uh, FISA application and the FBI 302s has been sources and methods, national security, other things like that. They're basically saying we don't want to disclose this information. But Harridge brings up a fascinating point, Joe. Yeah. As I sit here casually clipping a nail. Yeah. Because I'm so stoked about telling you this. It's going to be kind of hard, Joe, to withhold those text messages, isn't it? Hmm. Under the classified information and sources and methods banner. Joe, why do you think that is? Let me let me tee you up here, Joe. Yeah. Now, you listened to the show we did about six months ago on this. And I had told you that because Jim Comey this is where it comes all together here for you, was kind of a de facto part time director at times. Mm-hmm. There were other people taking over duties, right. including the deputy director. A lot of those people left the office at five and six o'clock and went home. Mm-hmm. They left and went home with FBI phones. Oh. FBI phones not suitable for classified information. But a lot of these people were briefers. As the source told me, briefers, briefers, meaning they're not uh, shoe leather detectives in the FBI. These weren't the guys chasing bank robbers. These guys were briefers their whole lives. They gave good briefs. They got promoted. They kissed the right butts. They surgically attached their lips to management, got promoted up the chain, probably made very few federal arrests in their entire careers. Mm -hmm. Again, this is this guy's take on this, not mine. All right. So what he said to me is a lot of these guys, because they were briefers, didn't want to be beat to the punch. Follow me here, because this is going to blow you. You're not going to hear this anywhere else. A lot of these guys didn't want to be beat to the punch when the director did come back around and did get back to the office on information. So if they're home after hours, Joe, rather than go log into a computer and using all kind of credentials, a lot of them would say, well, you know what? Just send me the stuff on a text or whatever it may be on the phone. Now, you may say, Dan, that's hard to believe. And I'd say to you in response, "Um, is it really? Are you sure? We have a litany of texts from Peter Shook to Lisa page with some of the most deep dark secrets of the trump and clinton investigation sent over open uh open source uh, uh excuse me open lines on text message so before you discount what i'm about to tell you consider this has already happened all right i'm trying to give you the psychology from an insider's perspective as to what happened right. this will make sense i promise you but i gotta set it up with the bullet points so after hours they're getting these messages on unclassified devices, but classified information is likely being transmitted on these devices after hours because they don't want to be left out of the loop because if they're left out of the loop and it's their opportunity to go in and kiss the director's butt and look informed on the case, they got to get the information at home, Joe, but they're too lazy to do a proper login Mm. through an internet line and open up their computers. So it's one of those, yeah, just send it to my phone. Joe, do you think that creates a little bit of a conflict if you're investigating Hillary Clinton for sending classified information over an unclassified server while you're simultaneously receiving classified information over your phone? Joe, just I'm throwing this out there for you. I'm asking you to be bold. Do you think this might create a problem? Well, I know you're thinking. You're thinking hard. Yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, this, this, you're yeah. going out on a limb. Oh. He's out on a limb oh. and he's saying, yes, yeah. this could possibly be an issue. Maybe kind of sort of Joe is correct. Oh. This is a huge <laughs> issue. Now, yeah. Joe, we talked about this, this story. I, I, I keep saying this mm. because this came out to me a long time ago. And I want to make sure you understand now the problem they're having and the box. Now, Donald Trump has them in. Oh. 
The Bureau guys don't want to release those text messages between Comey and McCabe and others because they're devastating. They are really, really bad. They are, they're, they're going to be awful. The problem is, Joe, they've got nowhere to go. Trump completely outfoxed them, ordering specifically those declassification. Remember, that wasn't in a lot of the media reports, Joe, initially about what Trump was going to declassify, just to be clear, uh-huh. was about the Bruce Orr interview 302s, the summary, yep. and it was going to be about the FISA application. This, this declassification of the text is relatively new. All right. But it is a beautiful, elegant move by the Trump team because now the bureau guys cannot possibly claim, hey, this is classified sources and methods. Wait, 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 wait. It's classified information, sources and methods. Guys, you were investigating Hillary Clinton for exchanging exchanging classified information over an unclassified server while you were exchanging classified information over your phones. Joe, do you see the box they're in? They can't possibly, there's nowhere for them to go. <laughs> oh, Paul. <laughs> sorry, Paul. I'm sorry, Paul. There's nowhere for them to go. <laughs> they can't legitimately claim we can't give you the text because it's classified information or they'll be admitting to committing the exact same possible crimes that Hillary Clinton was being investigated before by them. Now does it make sense why Jim Comey may have been eager in that July 5th press conference he gave to say, you know what? We looked into this and no reasonable prosecutor would move forward. And by the way, don't look at my stuff either. (laughs) Folks, a, a quality high high quality source let me in on this a long time ago that these guys were after hours briefers that were obsessed with getting the latest and greatest details they were too damn lazy to log in on their own fbi computers in the proper way through the firewalls they got the information from their phones fbi by the way fbi phones (laughs) these guys and after they have nowhere to go on this nowhere it's an FBI phone. You should not have been exchanging unclassified uh, classified information. It's only rated for unclassified stuff. And you, pr- there's a good chance that this information was at a minimum for official use only. And they're exchanging it over unclassed devices while investigating Hillary Clinton for the same. Folks, this is a huge story. It's a huge story because it provides follow follow me from yesterday's show. Yesterday's show, which did bonkers numbers. Thank you very much, by the way. Yesterday's show explained to you uh, yesterday's uh, excuse me yesterday. Get it out, spit it out. Then yesterday's show gave you a motive, a motive for what the explained away the heavy involvement of foreign intelligence entities in that election, despite the downsides of doing so. Today, I want to explain to you a motive that, again, is outside of the simple, well, the FBI just didn't like Trump. Folks, listen, I know a lot of folks in the FBI, and most of the ones I met are really, really good. I'm just telling you my experience, okay? Take it for what it's worth. But even the ones I didn't like were not stupid, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. There is no way Comey, McCabe, and all of them are dumb. There was probably some kind of a motive there for them making this Hillary Clinton case go away, although it was patently obvious to any sane person paying attention that Hillary Clinton had broken the law. It was obvious. There's a motive there. There's something we're missing. And what we were missing the whole time is this piece of the puzzle that is now coming together. And Catherine Harridge hit on it in the Harris Faulkner interview yesterday where... Because I'm, I'm sure she, like John Solomon, I think Catherine Harridge has a really good finger on the pulse of what's going on. Yeah. Faulkner, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not summarizing it directly. And I, it, I've tried forever to find the, find the, the, uh, the soundbite. I'm sorry. I couldn't find it. But basically Faulkner says, uh, Harridge says, well, you know, they're, they're fighting, uh, exposing this stuff. There's been like an uproar within the DOJ and all this stuff. They don't want their stuff out there and they want to hide it. And Faulkner says, well, you know, on the text message stuff, you know, if it's classified information and sources and methods and Harridge goes back and says, well, those devices weren't rated for that. So they really shouldn't have been classified. Right. And Faulkner's like, Hey, that's a good point. I can see it in her face. She's like, uh, ding, 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 winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> You get it? Yeah. People know. 
I say this on Twitter. I used to hashtag it. People know all the time. There's stuff out there. People know these FBI guys burned so many bridges. They burned so many people over the years. There was no way they were going to be able to continue with this charade. So just to sum this portion of the show up, because it's important what we're getting at here. Yesterday, I put together for you the stuff in my in my book that describes the motive for this heavy, heavy international involvement in the election and the setup of George Papadopoulos. I talk about the, tra- the, you know, the travel ban, enhanced interrogation and things that would have impacted our international relationship that provide a tangible motive, tangible, touchable, feelable motive. I'm not saying it's right, obviously, for these foreign intel agencies to get involved. I'm telling you today that some of these bureau guys, when they were investigating this case probably have issues with classified information being exchanged over unclassed devices themselves. The perfect reason to make this thing, to ghost this story. Ghost it. Make it go away. Mm-hmm. Now I feel uh, that we have been vindicated. But remember, that part-time director stuff marries, uh, matters too. Because who takes over? The deputy who is wildly conflicted. McCabe. That's why his texts are so critical. He's deeply conflicted and doesn't recuse himself from this investigation until weeks before the election. Totally, completely inappropriate. All right. All righty. Let me just uh, knock this one out here because I want this one I want to talk. This is James O'Keefe. Have you heard about what's going on with Project Veritas? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't, uh, this is going to just blow your mind, and it speaks back to the swamp connection, which, uh, connections we've been talking about the whole time. Um, today's show also brought to you by our buddies at Indochino. Uh, listen, I wear suits all the time being on TV, and I need made-to-fit stuff. I, off the rack, I throw it right in the garbage. doesn't work. Never fits me ever. We need made-to-measure suits. They're the best. They look better. You don't get the pirate look. You don't get the, spi- you know the Spider-Man look. You know Spider-Man has those little webs underneath his armpits he can fly with? Yeah. That's the fabric in your jacket if it fits poorly, your shirt. It looks terrible. Right? The yeah. Jerry Seinfeld, the pirate shirt, that's what you look like. Now, I get my suits from Indochino. They're the best. You look better. You'll feel better. You look more crisp, look more confident. And listen, there's a, there's a certain aura to that. People, it's a power suit, right? They call it the power suit for a reason. Yeah. Indochino is the world's most exciting made to measure menswear company. They make suits and shirts to your exact measurements for an unparalleled fit and comfort. There's a wide selection of high quality fabrics and colors to choose from, and you can personalize them into, uh, you can personalize the lapel. The lining, the pockets, the buttons. You can write your own monogram. I have that on my sleeve. I know it's a little Thurston Howell, but I like it. That's my thing. You can personalize it. You don't have to, but that's my bag of donuts. Visit a stylist at their showroom and have them take your measurements personally or measure at home yourself and shop online at Indochino.com. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. Indochino.com. Choose your fabric. Choose your design customization. Submit your measurements with your choices and relax. So you're going to get a suit professionally tailored, fit to you. No pirate shirts, no Spider-Man outfits, and mailed to you in a couple of weeks. My listeners today, you can get any premium Indochino suit for just $359. That's a steal. You want to, I mean, that really is. That's a steal. Go to Indochino.com and enter my last name, Bongino, at checkout. That's 50% off. Not 15, not 5. 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit. Shipping is free. Go to Indochino.com, use promo code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, and look sharp today. Just $359 plus free shipping. That's an incredible deal. They're also expanding into casual clothing with made-to-measure chinos, and it'll be your go-to pants, pairing as easily with a suit jacket as you do with a sweater. Go check them out. Introductory price for some of that, just $79. Check them out, Indochino.com. Use promo code Bongino at checkout. Okie dokes. Project Veritas strikes again. <laughs> I, I, uh, let me just get a drink of this tea here. <laughs> My throat gets a little dry, folks. Um, because I've been doing so much talking lately between the, I have like three jobs now, uh, doing commentary for NRA TV with Fox and doing this. So I'm at it all day, which is fine. I love doing it. But James O'Keefe is at it again. And I would caution anyone involved in the deep state that, uh, hey, listen, man. New rules, right? Joe, didn't we declare the new rules a little Aye. while ago? The new rules are this. Aye, yo, here he goes with this pirate. This guy can't get enough of this thing. He's like in love with this thing. The new rules are in effect. The new rules are you target us. We are going to play. Uh, we are going to play legally, but Bing, you want to dance? Ping, pow. You want to get in the mud? You want to get a little <laughs> dirty? Fine. We're game. 
You want to stick uh, brass knuckles underneath your boxing gloves? We can do that, too. It's not hard. We're not appealing to the ref anymore. I'm sorry. And if that bothers people, I'm sorry, but you're thinking the wrong way here. These people are not playing by any rules anymore. They're showing up at people's homes. Um, they're, they're sending threats to people. The Antifa people are actually physically attacking people. Um, it's time within the bounds of legality to fight back. And again, if that bothers you, maybe you know, it's not for you here. But this is uh, it's time to fight back. So... I appreciate what O'Keefe's outfit's been doing. Now, if you don't know James O'Keefe and Project Veritas, what they do is they go out with undercover cameras and they get the corruption and things like that on tape. And the corruption they got on tape recently is staggering. Now, I have the link in the show notes. Please check it out. It is a, it's a good story that lays out the, uh, some of the transcripts of what you're about to hear here. But here's the first cut from an undercover video. Now, this is important because I want to describe to you what this lays out. We've been telling you for a long time about the quagmire, the swamp, how the D.C. swamp It's not just Capitol Hill. It's not just the staff on Capitol Hill. It's not just bureaucrats. It is a merry-go-round of individuals, Joe, that go and take government jobs. They use those government jobs to embed themselves. When they leave those government jobs or are asked to leave due to a change in administration, they go to think tanks. Those think tanks make, make contact and keep contact with their friends on the inside. They then use that information on the inside to fight against who? You and your vote. Your vote. There are people actively on the inside of the government feeding information out. Now, this is a woman by the name of Jessica Schubel, who, according to this tape here, um, again, she has not uh, defended herself, but no one's denied that this tape is genuine. This is an undercover video of her. Now, she works, uh, she used to work at HHS, and now she works at a think tank. And listen to her explanation of how she keeps contact with these people and she gets information in advance and how they tactically use it to undermine the administration. Do you have any friends that are still work there? Yeah, I have a few. Oh, okay. yeah. Can they, like, screw them over? No, but they give me, like, information. Oh, they do? Yeah. Nice. Your friend nailed you the policy that was about to come into effect. What policy was it? Um, it was the policy that allows the work requirement. For? For allows states to require um, Medicaid beneficiaries to work in order to get coverage. Okay. Uh, and then they, they, she mailed it to you in the physical, like, snail mail, like the post yeah. office, and then you got it. That's, like, awesome. That's yeah, like, it was, like, kind of like the Nixon deep throat type of thing. Is, like, is the resistance just your friend? Or is it, like, a no, bunch of people? it's, like, a bunch of people. Oh, okay. And, uh, are you, they were giving you, they were giving you, like, or they were giving you early information to help. So they were leaking information to you. To help on, be able to help on the outside. To help on the outside. Oh, oh, <laughs> is that right? How about that? How about that one? So again, liberals will tell you the deep state. Uh, oh, this is nothing but a conspiracy theory. I don't care what you call it. I can't say this enough. The deep state, the sloppy state, the stupid state, the steady state is the New York Times op-ed writer who claimed to be inside the Trump administration resisting. I don't care what you call it. But denying that this is real after now, Joe, 10, 20, 80, 100 examples of people on the inside of the government actively undermining, not Trump. Say, of course they're undermining Trump. No, no, they're undermining you. They're not undermining. Trump's the president of the United States. You elected him. Yeah, it probably hurts Trump's feelings personally, but you put Trump in office. You fair and square put him in office to enact a very specific agenda you voted for. Mm -hmm. They're stopping you. These are, think, think about what I'm telling you here. Your tax dollars paid this woman. She left the government, went to a think tank. She maintains contact with people your tax dollars are still paying in HHS who are mailing her information about policies that have not become public yet to which she's using to fight those policies after you vote. Yes, Joe's got his his fingers on his head, on his uh, on the on the eyebrows. You're like, is this happening? Yes, it's happening. Folks, it happens all the time. I saw this over and over and over again in my time in the government. This is now, to be clear, this corruption part of this is not unique to the Trump administration. Mm. 
The active resistance, though, on a mass scale probably is. I've never seen anything like this. This is the merry-go-round of the swamp. Go to work for the government. Take a very little salary to work for the government. Use your connections to take a big salary later on in the private sector. Then, correspondingly, use those connections in the government to either help your private industry, who your taxpayers aren't paying. These lobbyists are working for a business. They're not working for you. To help them negotiate against you. There's another angle to this too. I don't want to. I don't want to leave out. I mean, it's it's tangentially related, but it's important nonetheless. All right. You ever heard of the term regulatory capture? Regulatory capture is when you you the government has these regulatory agencies, things that regulate the FCC, the, that huge probably deal with at the radio, Joe, uh, Federal Communications Commission, the FEC, the Federal Elections Commission. There are these three letter agencies are everywhere. The mm-hmm. ABC alphabet soup. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah regulatory capture is when then entities afterwards hire people who work for these regulatory agencies and use their connections in the government to tailor regulations <laughs> to benefit them and hurt their competitors folks oh, dude <laughs> not only again i don't mean to get off on a tangent on regulatory capture i only bring it up in conjunction with what that was about which is actively resisting trump from inside the government you're paying for right now because if this project veritas video and again it's up on the web it's up on bongino.com and in the show notes check it out yourself if this isn't direct evidence of why government should be limited and the individual shouldn't be unlimited from a higher philosophical sense. I don't know what is these. It is inherently corrupting to give people power inherently corrupting. And when they take that power and they do the dipsy do flipperoo, this is what you get. You get people who disagree politically with the administration. They leave and then they turn around and sabotage the administration. People voted for coming in. Now it doesn't end there. It gets better. By the way, you still have Ocasio-Cortez from the other day. Yeah, tell me when you need it. I'll okay. queue it up. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just want to be sure. Yeah. <laughs> you can leave that. <laughs> this is how we. This is how we roll. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be doing the same thing if it was a live show. This. Uh, there's another clip here. I got two more. This clip is from this. Uh, well, this is Jessica. I believe the second one is Jessica too. Play the second cut. I'll describe what this is, and then I want to get to this. Really, really, you're going to remember this third woman. If you don't, I'll explain who she is, and you're going to be like, no mm, way. So since a lot of yeah, your coworkers are like not in it more leftists, are they trying to do anything? Um, yeah, I mean, I would describe I have a couple socialist coworkers who are like they joined yesterday. Really? Great. Um, but most of them are just sort of like regular girls. Yeah. And all of them are lawyers, which is like the most radical Okay. But are they doing anything to like fight against Trump? Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of us talk about it. So most of them are like vaguely politically involved. So they might support candidates and do fundraisers. And some of them canvass. Okay. Um, and then there's a lot of talk about like how we can resist Raybar confirms that her Justice Department co-workers resist from the inside, then boasts about how difficult it is for federal employees to be fired. Her DSA colleague, Stuart Carafa, who works at the State Department, told us the same thing. Allison brags that one of her colleagues who works at the Department of Agriculture resists by directly slowing down food stamp reform. We have a member who works in the people that distribute food stamps. Mm-hmm. They can like take that away, and they're slow. What they do? Mm-hmm. Make it as long. What do you say? What do you I say? Wait until I just submit one like, like, on the eighth like, day. Yeah, three eight. We're just doing five. Yeah. 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 And and what does that do though? It just means that they can't do it. It's like very small. Mine is just a company of profits. But like that means what they're doing means that people are going to be able to stay on food stamps. Which is interesting to the dialogue. Which is like really important. All right, some of it's a little hard to hear, but it's who's doing the talking there that's going to blow your mind. That is Project Veritas video of Allison Raber. Allison Raber. Some of you, that name may sound familiar. Some of it may not. I always say, remember the names, right? I saw the name and I 
candidly speaking, I instantaneously recognized it. Do you remember when DHS Secretary Kirsten Nielsen went out to eat in Washington, D.C., and an activist showed up in the restaurant Ooh, yeah. screaming, whatever, hell no, we won't go, whatever, interrupting her, because God forbid we let a government official actually eat peacefully in a restaurant. You know, you, they had a terrorizer in the restaurant, of yeah. course. Now, one of the people in there was a Department of Justice employee. Wait, wait, what? Did I just say? Oh, yeah, yeah, I just said that right. The DHS secretary. Now, I'm not suggesting anybody, by the way, his First Amendment rights should be impacted by this. Let's be clear. I'm a libertarian at heart. I'm just suggesting to you it may not be such a great idea if you are a Department of Justice employee to show up at the DHS secretary's dinner while she's trying to eat. Maybe there's a better way to protest, like voting and organizing, right? Then she showed up. This lady starts screaming, who was that? It's the same woman in that Project Veritas undercover video. Now, you can rewind the podcast. I got one more clip of her. But you can rewind and listen again if you'd like. She talks about the DSA. What's the DSA? The Democratic Socialists of America. She talks about how DSA, Democratic Socialists, which really means socialists, are embedded throughout the government. They even have video of this other guy, Stuart Carafa, talking about doing what? Again, Carafa says we're here to F stuff up on the inside. And then... Fraber talks about they sl- she goes they slow things down so they implemented a policy to move people off of food stamps and into into in- economic uh, economic independence and what happens Fraber says and the employees there slow it down which keep people on food stamps for a whole lot longer these are people inside the government your tax dollars are paying this is the actual woman in the video you know what you're gonna put your name out there that goes both ways everybody else has a First Amendment right too right yep. So uh, O'Keefe's team invaded this Democrat Socialists of America thing and got this Raber on tape talking about how Democratic Socialists are embedded in the government, how they're slowing stuff down. Now, here's where it gets interesting. And I have a personal relationship because this is a, to this. I'm really upset about this mm. because this was when I was a police officer. This was a huge, huge deal. This was a big problem in the NYPD in the day. But Raber, Allison Raber in this cut hints about doing something with information that really bothered the snot out of me. It should bother you too. So we um, we looked it up and we found a different address for him and it turns out they sold that house and moved in the last six months. So when we sent someone to the secondary address, their license plate was outside and it had a bumper sticker for a school we knew their kid went to. Okay. I know that's very creepy, but it was very useful information. Um, so And so we ran the license plate and it was a car registered to Jeremy Wiley. So yeah, his car is parked outside a house that he does own as of very recently and someone saw him through the window, which was also very helpful. Also, oh, we're able to run license plates through the like- You can, we cannot do it officially. What, what wait, what? Oh. Did you catch that? Yeah. Now, the guy later on, the same guy there asking questions, probes later on, I had to cut it you know, short for the, for the sake of time here. But he asks if, how Raber's getting this information. So Allison Raber says, they're asking how they're getting these addresses to go and find people at their houses to protest. And Raber says, well, quote, we can't do it officially. And then later on in, in the video, which you can see at the website, one of the guys seems to indicate that she's using a government Lexus Nexus uh, account to get those home addresses to protest on these people. Think about this. This is incredible. This woman is being paid on taxpayer money using allegedly here taxpayer funded resources, just to be clear, to go and protest in front of people's houses. This is unreal. This is unbelievable. Your money's paying for this. Now, this is serious. This stuff bothers me because when I was a police officer, this was a major league no-no. And again, being candid with you, this was a big problem with the NYPD. There was a story when I was a younger cop of these police officers and they were, this is, I'm not making this up. I don't remember the specifics. If I did, I wouldn't give them out because it's unnecessary to the story. But they pulled up next to this good looking woman in a car and, you know, they ran the play. Yeah, yeah. They were like, hey, whatever, Antoinette, whatever your name is. How'd you know my name? Oh, we ran it. Uh, from what I remember, the, the woman's father or something was like a chief or a deputy inspector in the police department. It was a big scandal. They wound up doing queries and a lot of the license plate checks were being done, not for police business, but for personal business. Um, obviously a violation of public trust that cleaned up the whole system. After that, there were very specific logins. You had to make sure there was a reason given. Uh, and I think that's fair. I mean, I don't, no one would question otherwise. Right. 
Folks, is this happening now inside the government that this woman is using inside uh, resources? Is this someone needs to get her and interview her immediately? If this is the case, she needs to be fired, terminated as soon as possible. This is an unforgivable violation of the Hatch Act to be using government resources to track people down to protest them for partisan purposes. Again, let me be clear. I'm not talking about any violation of our First Amendment rights at all. Joe, perfectly entitled to protest, Mm -hmm. perfectly entitled to protest after hours, perfectly entitled to be an activist. That's the American way. You are absolutely not entitled to use government resources to do that. If that's happening and the allegations on this hidden video are correct, she needs to be fired immediately. Immediately. But again, new rules. You want to put yourself out there. You're out there, babe. Other people may be looking too then. You don't like it? You know, well, and like I said, you want to protest the Homeland Security Secretary while she eats dinner? As long as you don't break any laws in the restaurant, doesn't have any problem with it. I've got nothing legally to say about it. I think it's a jerk move. I think it's really stupid. I think you're not accomplishing anything or getting anything done. I'm just telling you, we have rights too then. And we have rights to follow the law as taxpayers. And if you're using government resources, see uh, government resources, see ya, wouldn't want to be ya. You're out. Bye-bye. See you later. New rules. We're not taking any more of your crap. How do you like them rules? All right. Um, quick update on the Kavanaugh case. So the FBI, in case you missed it yesterday, is now saying with regards to Brett Kavanaugh's Supreme Court nomination and the allegations against him that they are not going to conduct an investigation. Please, please, if you missed yesterday's show, I'm strongly encouraging you um, not just because it relates to current events, but as Joe would call it in the business, it's an evergreen topic. Yeah. Although I discussed how FBI background investigations work because this is going to come up again. I'm already seeing the weaponization of the FBI outside of Spygate for other things. And this is happening with the Dems now. Kavanaugh has been accused by this woman, Dr. Ford, of some sexual uh, misconduct allegations when he was a teenager. Um, I got to be honest with you. This story has way too many holes in it at this point. I've said to you over and over, they got to take the vote. Just take the vote. Take the vote. She's apparently not willing to testify about it. If she's not willing to provide the details or testify, it says to me she's not looking to advance this at all. And this has been more of a partisan battle than anything. The FBI is now saying there will be no investigation because there's no crime alleged, which there isn't. And if there was a crime alleged, a federal crime, I want to be specific. But if there was a state crime, the statute of limitations is already gone. She had to report it within a certain amount of time, and she didn't. The FBI is saying, don't do it. We're not going to do this investigation. Now, I'm telling you the Democrats are preparing for a long-term fight to discredit any future decisions made by this guy. I said it yesterday, I'll say it again today. Their next battle is going to be, okay, you know, we're going to have to acquiesce on this because we don't have the votes, but all of these decisions will be tainted in the future. This is how sick these people are. Wake up every day and thank the Lord you are not a Democrat, that they are going to accuse this guy of being a sexual predator on the Supreme Court, and every decision is tainted. But the FBI is now saying no. So the Republicans, folks, here's what you have to do. This is an activist-oriented show. The do matters. The talk is cheap. You have to call your senator's office. You have to do this. Please, I'm begging you. Call, email. Be cool about it. You know what to do. It's not a lecture show. You all, you know, we're not liberals. We don't, you know, we're not the violent ones. It's them we got to worry about. I'm humbly requesting that you call and email. Please. I'm seriously begging you. Call your senators. Demand the vote on Kavanaugh. Demand it. The Republicans have bent over backwards, Chuck Grassley and his team, to respect this woman's story and have it heard. Despite the fact that it has massive holes in it. Huge holes in this story. There's a supposedly a woman who said she heard the story in high school. She then deleted the post and doesn't want to do any interviews. Ladies and gentlemen, there is something not right here. Call the vote. Call the vote. But this is time for you to do. The talk is cheap. You have to do it. You have to call and email your senator and demand this vote be taken. It is way, this has gone on way too long. It's important. Please, please, please. Okay. Um, let's move on to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who is the gift that keeps on giving. All set up. Yeah, I have been itching to get this story out. 
for a long time because it's just prima facie evidence of the economic illiteracy of the left. As I've said before, I'm not trying to play both sides and be cutesy about it. Listen, winning elections is hard. She won a huge upset in a primary in New York 14. Uh, Socialist Alexandria Cortez against Joe Crowley. Good. Nice work. Now it's your job to know stuff. Clearly you don't. She was on with Jake Tapper, who I've told you can Tapper will give give it to you on both sides. I'm, you know, you don't have to like it, but I, I know I've been in the chair with him. Tapper gets her on CNN the weekend and starts asking her about how she plans on paying for her pie in the sky proposals. Free stuff, free everything, everything free. This is free. Healthcare free, dental free, cars are free, college free, healthcare free, eye exams free, food is free, water's free, air is free, land is free, section eight is free, housing is free, everything is free. Can we get a song from you on that? So, Joseph yeah. Singer, do you know? Yeah. Every, it's like the free song. Let's get like a 30-second jingle we can play. I'm still dancing. Every, he's still, Joe's got that old, Joe is an old rocker. Yeah. He does that shoulder dance oh, that yeah. the old rockers do. Yeah. He does. He's got the whole thing down. Folks, she can't figure out. You know what? Disregard. Rewind. She can figure out how to pay for it. She knows what the, the answer is. The answer is it would be confiscatory taxation at 80, 90 percent tax rates, which would bankrupt the country and it would go under. She understands. She, believe me, this woman's not dumb, but she will not tell you. That's what bothers me more. She will not tell you the truth. Play this interview with Tapper and listen to the dance she does trying to avoid answering the question. Your platform has called for various new programs, including Medicare for all, housing as a federal right, a federal jobs guarantee, tuition-free public college, canceling all student loan debt. Um, According to nonpartisan and left-leaning studies friendly to your cause, including the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities or the Tax Policy Center, the overall price tag is more than $40 trillion in the next decade. You recently said in an interview that increasing taxes on the very wealthy plus an increased corporate tax rate would make $2 trillion over the next 10 years. So where's the other $38 trillion going to come from? Well, one of the things that we need to realize when we look at something like Medicare for All, Medicare for All would save the American people a very large amount of money. And what we see as well is that these systems are not just uh, pie in the sky. They are, many of them are accomplished by every modern civilized democracy in the Western world. The United uh, the United Kingdom has a form of single-payer health care. Canada, and I'm France, talking about the overall package. You say it's not pie in the sky, but $40 trillion is quite a bit of money. Uh, and the, the taxes that you talked about raising to pay for this, to pay for your agenda, only count for two. And I'm, I'm, we're going by left-leaning uh, mm-hmm. analysts. Right. Well, when you look again at, again, how our health care works, <laughs> currently we pay m- much of these costs go into the private sector. So what we see is, for example, you know, a year ago, I was working downtown in a restaurant. I, I we don't participate in the economy and purchasing cars, etc., as fully as possible. It is a cost. It is a, a an externality, if you will, of of unprecedented unprecedented amounts so, of student loan debt. I'm assuming I'm not going to get an answer for the other thirty-eight trillion dollars. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, man. The tapper will go for I I I know. Oh, I I I'm assuming I'm. No, you're not, Jake. You're not going to get an answer because <laughs> she has no idea. So if she has an idea, and she's not going to say. Let me just hit a couple of the <laughs> low lights. I was going to say highlights, a little bit of low lights on that. Number one, I'm not really she under. This is it's not an economics uh, show only. I love economics, um, but she seems to not understand what an externality is. An externality is a, you can have a positive or a negative externality generated from a direct interaction. So if you have some kind of an idea about clean water that's generated and the idea from that, the clean water generation, right? The idea can be used over and over again. You know, I, the best way to say it is one of the reasons, one of the reasons the socialists always I hate, I don't want to get too like wonky, but this is really an important point. I brought up once on Hannity, and people seem to really take it and run with it. 
One of the reasons socialists are really not that bright, and it's specifically old school Marxists, and they've chronically underestimated capitalism. We're going to run out of resources. People are going to be subjugated to a bourgeois class. And one of the reasons they always screw this up is because, ladies and gentlemen, a resource can be used generally one time or a couple times, whatever it may be, right? You have a hot dog, you eat it, that food's a resource, it's over. Yep. An idea can be used over and over and over again, and externalities get generated from that, positive externalities, external to the initial transaction. She doesn't seem to understand what an externality is. She seems to ignore positive, like pollution could be a negative externality. So if I engage with a transaction with a coal company and I buy power from them, right? I'm not buying for pollution. I'm not buying, right? I'm buying power. Right. The fact that air pollution is generated would be considered legitimately so in economics a negative externality. I did not pay for the pollution, but the pollution is generated external to the deal and basically, you know, it's someone's got to pay for it at some point. That's a negative one. There are positive externalities too. That's what I meant by the idea. You have a new idea on how to clean water that's not necessarily patentable, right? You figured out Boiling water works. I mean, think about it. Someone eventually figured out that there were germs in water. You had to boil it. I mean, do you understand the positive externalities that were generated that through the, the lack of transmission of diseases in the future when people figured out how you could boil water? There are positive externalities. That is one of the things. Please tell me this makes sense because it's really important. Yeah. The Marxists never understood that. They view the world as like food, water, pickaxes, resources, and slave labor. And that's it. What they never understood is Bill Gates sat in his garage, developed an idea that was used over and over. Hey, I got an idea. What about a computer that could do this? And then other companies came in and other companies. Now we got computers that do everything. An idea, the power of an idea is amazing. It, the idea doesn't run out. The idea doesn't lose steam. It doesn't run out of gas. It's used over and over and over again. An idea, an idea, the idea that we could put a camera, an email device into a phone. That was an idea. Before the iPhone, which I remember in my lifetime, not that long ago, nobody thought about that. Remember when Apple came out with the first iPhone? Hey, you can put music on your phone. What? That's so cool. Now every kid takes that for granted. Guys, if you're like 16, 17, you listen to my show, love you to death. Thank you for being here. You mean a lot to me. But you understand in my lifetime, that was a revolutionary idea when I was in my 20s. That was, nobody had ever heard of that. They were like, what do you mean? An iPhone? You can listen to music on your phone? Now you can do everything. My phone's more powerful than my computer. <laughs> that was an idea. The socialist always downplayed an idea. She doesn't even understand what an externality is. And she goes, people not being able to buy cars, that's an externality. An externality? What are you talking about? Do you even get it? Then she starts talking about how government-run healthcare is somehow going to save money. She doesn't understand the numbers, ladies and gentlemen. She doesn't understand the plan she's advocating for. It is not going to save money. I went over yesterday in the end of the end of yesterday's show. There was a reason I brought that up, and the article still in yesterday's show notes about how the Canadian healthcare system does spend less money on their citizens in the United States mm-hmm. at a cost. There's a reason they spend less money because they ration their product out using time. The rationing happens on waiting lists. Read, read the report yesterday. The surveys, the surveys and the studies are cited in there. You want an MRI? You're going to have to wait in Canada. You want to see a specialist? You're going to have to wait up to 20 plus weeks. That's how they save money. Just be honest with people. Why do I bring that up? Because Ocasio-Cortez doesn't even understand that the Bernie Sanders Medicare for All plan she's recommending, Joe, the plan would be implemented using what? A 40% cut in payments made to doctors and hospitals. Oh. Now, you may say, well, that's great. We would spend less money on health care. Folks, at what cost? Listen to me. I, I don't mean to insult you liberals, but I have to for a minute. Don't be an idiot. Are you telling me with a straight face that Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez's plan is going to cut payments by 40% to doctors and hospitals and they're all going to continue to work the same amount of time? Does that make any sense to you? It doesn't make sense. She knows this doesn't make sense or else she's really, really unbelievably ignorant. If I told Joe tomorrow, listen, I love Joe to death, but if I said to Joe tomorrow, Joe doesn't make a fortune off the show. Everybody does okay, but... If I said, Joe, I'm sorry, I got to cut your pay by 40%, I'm telling you right now, he'd be like, all right, we're not doing a Friday show. Shazam. <laughs> he would see, he didn't like that. Joe would be like, he'd probably do it anyway. But if Joe was a lesser man, 
he would say, dude, listen, I'm sorry, but I work really hard, which he does. The show requires due to my endless screw ups. <laughs> That's why the live show is going to be cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Joe has to do a lot of editing. Yeah. If I told him I was going to pay him 40% less, he's going to decrease his work schedule. So would you. And by the way, so will hundreds of thousands of medical health professionals in the United States. Effectively doing what? Making their time scarce because there'll be less people. Making you wait on a waiting list. Just be honest. Gosh, Miss Cortez, with all due respect, I mean it. Congratulations on your win. You are obligated to know stuff. Please just tell the truth and be honest with people. Yes, we're going to cut costs on healthcare. Anybody can do that. I can do that, Joe. I can cut national spending on healthcare. Yeah. I can do it tomorrow. The very it doesn't, Joe. It requires no advanced thought at all. No. If you are over sixty-five years old, no healthcare for you. We say, look, we saved there money. There it is. You telling me Canada spends less and Bernie Sanders wants to emulate their program says nothing. Says nothing. At what cost? At what cost? Like, what's the cost? Did you think this through or are you being a complete knucklehead? <laughs> Canada saves money. Yes, by making people die on a waiting list. Anybody can say that. Doesn't require a sophisticated analysis. <laughs> I save money on my kids' health care. Um, how's that? Um, I went in the backyard and ripped all their teeth out so they don't need any dental. Oh, hey, good job, buddy. Good job. They now have no teeth. It's tough. They got to drink uh, Carnation Instant Breakfast all day. But uh, don't, hey, Joe, I saved money. I didn't have to do any fillings. No dental work. There's no gum care, periodontal care. Uh, nothing. It's all good. Yeah. Field of Greens, ready to go. <laughs> Miles, hook us up. <laughs> I need more field. We're going to, I mean, obviously, we didn't ply out my daughter's teeth. But you get the point about how stupid yeah. that argument is? Canada spends less on health care. Okay, well, at, what, at what cost to you? Oh, no, we're not going to talk about that. Okay, why not? Yeah, because that argument really isn't that appealing. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. Ocasio. This Ocasio-Cortez, I can't get over. I can't. Hey, we're going to save money. Uh, Miss Cortez, how? We're going to cut doctor payments by 40%. And the doctors are going to work more for a growing population? No, they'll work less. Meaning what? Meaning you'll probably have a hard time getting an appointment? Meaning you won't see the doctor? She won't tell you any of that. Again, wake up every day. Thanking the Lord that you are not a liberal because you live in a real world where hard decisions, hard men and hard women have to make require honesty and being a conservative means being honest, but it means standing in front of the almighty at the pearly gates, knowing you didn't die a fraud. I have no problem telling people, ma'am, sir, your social security is broke. The government stole your money. That's the truth. That bothers you. I understand you were made promises, your government screwed you over. Now, there are ways to make sure you're paid, as I think you should if you've planned your life around it. But this next generation of kids and people in their 30s and 40s, there's no money. It's gone. I can lie to you and tell you there's money, but it's a lie. I can lie to you and tell you free college is a great thing. Well, who pays for it? Well, actually, here's the truth. It's not really free. We're all actually paying and we're actually we're going to pay more because once we disconnect the student from the institution, there's no cost control. So education would actually call more. I thought it was cost more. I thought it was free. No, it's not free. I'm just a liar. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to give you the hard news because the new rules matter. The new rules are college is expensive. If you think it's worth it, then pay for it yourself. Sorry. I don't know any other way to save. There are loans. There are a lot of scholarship programs. There are private entities that are willing to help out. We don't have the money anymore. There's no money. Medicare reform. Again, you've lived your life. You've lived your life or planned your life. You're 65, 55 and younger, uh, 55 and older. I get it. Government screwed you over there too. Fine. There are ways we can use our tax revenue. Make sure those people are taken care of. I get it. I don't have any issue with that. Those, those people genuinely were screwed over. The government made them promises. They paid for it. They can't keep. 55 and younger, it's over. The government should have no role in medicine anymore outside of taking care of people who cannot take care of themselves. At least I'm honest. All right, I got one final story. Um, finally, today's show brought to you by, we got a new sponsor here and uh, a little bit of a sensitive topic, but I was um, I was happy to take him on. You know, I have a background in psychology. I went to graduate school for it. And not that I'm trying to impress you all, but I 
I um, when done the right way, a psychology degree you can really help people, and uh, you know it matters to me a lot. I've had some issues in my own family. So uh, today's show also sponsored by Talkspace. It's an online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. All you need is a computer with an internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app. That means you can improve your mental health even if you had trouble making time for it in the past. You can't imagine fitting, uh, fitting anything else in your life. You're busy like I am. Well, with Talkspace, therapy is easy as sending your therapist a message. Get something off your chest whenever you need to. Talk about everyday challenges at work or at home. Just chat about life. There are no extra commutes, no leaving the office, and absolutely no judgments. Remember that therapy isn't just about venting your innermost thoughts or digging into childhood memories. It's also about practical everyday strategies for stress management and living a happier life. Having a therapist simply provides you a designated person for you to talk to who's trained and can listen to you and help you make some positive changes in your life. The Talkspace platform has over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing life changes we all face. To match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace. That's Talkspace.com slash Bongino. Talkspace.com slash Bongino and use the code Bongino to get $45 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Bongino, promo code Bongino. Check them out if you need it, folks. I um, This is a topic very sensitive to me based on some family history and some things uh, we went through with mine. So check them out. Okay. Uh, and they want to be here and they want to talk to you. And we always appreciate the sponsors uh, and, and their willingness to use, use our show as a platform. One more story, folks. Uh, again, in regards to that with Ocasio-Cortez, because it would be completely unfair and disingenuous for me to present to you this show as if it's a binary, uh, a binary question. Republicans good, Democrats bad. Eh, wrong. <laughs> um, no, and Joe, I think you and I have done yeah. a good job of not selling out to that false, uh, that false yeah, paradigm, because that's not- We discuss it all the time. Yeah, they're, 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 the Republicans are, are killing us. They're, they are. They're killing mm-hmm. us right now. I have a story in the Hill will be up at the show notes today. They are trying to ram through before the election another out of control spending bill. This is and here's the scams they're pulling out. Don't miss this one. The spending bill, by the way, the Republicans still dominate the House. They have a huge margin in the House and we still have a majority in the Senate. The spending bill is seven billion above the cap. Above the so we're spending now Republicans of the House we're spending more money seven <laughs> seven billion more the agreed upon caps it's like Democrats so let, let's just be clear what we're talking about here the Democrats asked for the maximum amount of money up to the caps the the Republicans in the House voted for seven billion more than that it's not like we're going bankrupt or anything <laughs> Joe now here's the slick move uh, Republican leadership who sold us out again on this bill which is what they always do they're driving us off a cliff into bankruptcy but again I'm not going to lie to you I'm not going to defend these guys if they're not going to defend their principles because I don't care I'm about the principles I'm not about them they attached it Joe the uh, labor package to the defense package plus a CR knowing what that Republicans will always vote generally for defense yeah. for our military and national security spending, mm-hmm. figuring it would sail through, and it did. It passed in the Senate 93 to 7. There were very few principled people who voted against it. Guys, ladies, um, again, I'm asking you to get active, to call your senators, email your senators, email your rep in the House of Representatives, and say, what the heck is this? You know how to handle it. Be cool again. But what is going on here? Guys, listen to me. It matters. I'm telling you it matters. If you are a constituent of theirs and a voter, I, I'm not telling you your one email is going to change the course of history. I don't, I'm not going to be hyperbolic. But as a guy who's run for office and has spoken to many politicians, they take this stuff seriously. If you don't email them or you don't call them, it takes two seconds. Just call the office. What are you doing with this Kavanaugh thing? And what the heck is going on with this spending bill? If you don't call them, these these are like a lot of these guys live in a moral vacuum. I'm sorry, they do. There are some good people up there, but there are very few, unfortunately. If you don't call them and they vote for this ridiculous porculous package again and nobody calls them, they assume you're all happy with it. Yeah. Hey, I got the best of both worlds. Joe, I don't got to take a tough vote. I don't have to cut any spending and nobody cares. Folks, please 
get active, get their email addresses, get their office email addresses, email them and call them and voice your opinion. I'm telling you it matters, especially if you're a four by four voter. They have ways to look you up in the system and most of them will. And they know if you're a voter, if you are a four by four voter, meaning you voted in the last four primaries and the last four general elections and your family's done it too, which mine has, you are gold to them. Gold. Your phone call means everything. Everything. Please call them. We are going bankrupt. They spent $7 billion more than the top level that was being asked for. This is a scam, a scamorama. <sighs> All right. Sorry about the tone of the show, but uh, I listen, I uh, we're fired up and this stuff matters to me. Hey, I will be on the five today, later. So uh, check that out on Fox and uh, please subscribe to the show. It helps us move up the uh, charts on iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud and others. It is free, but the subscriptions are what really move us up the charts. And that's how other people discover us. Share the show if you wouldn't mind, too. We really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, folks. I really appreciate your uh, your time and attention. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.